God has put in you the ability to make choice. And he trusts that you can make use of that ability aright. It is wisdom to choose to trust God. Everything else you can acquire in life is nothing to be compared with the wisdom of God at work in your life. Last week, we concluded a series on recovering what God has given to you. Today, I'll begin to share with you on the wisdom series. One of the most important things you will ever utilize in your life is wisdom. King Solomon was one of the most celebrated kings that ever lived. The Bible shows us that the whole world came to listen to Solomon just to hear the words from his mouth because he was filled with wisdom from God. The wisdom of God will transform your life and bring you to realms unimaginable. The wisdom of God will produce in you God's destiny for your life. The human wisdom is very limited. But if you can lay your mind on God's wisdom, it will bring you to realms unimaginable. When Solomon was very young and growing up, his father picked him up from among the sons and began to feed him with the kind of understanding that will lead him to the destiny that God himself has said for Solomon. By the spirit of God, King David understood that Solomon was God's choice to rule and to reign after him. David had other sons. He trained them in politics. He trained them in the army. He trained them in various areas of life, in business. He trained them in all those other areas. And they were very successful one of the smartest prince in his days was Absalom. Absalom was very smart. I would consider Absalom to be having the highest level of human wisdom. He sat in judgment to judge the people of Israel and they listened to him and his judgments were always very good. In such a way that he stole the heart of the people. And they wouldn't mind having him as king instead of David that God anointed for king. As a soldier, he was excellent. He commanded his troops and they followed him. In politics, he was exceptional. 
He won the palace of King David and they followed him in an attempt to overthrow King David that God put on the throne. There was hardly any prince in Absalom days that was as smart as Absalom. But human smartness cannot lead you to any good success that the wisdom of God can produce for your life. If you would discover God's wisdom and walk in it, when you start to walk in the wisdom of God, it might appear foolish. Study the difference between Solomon and Absalom. Solomon was very quiet and inactive. Nobody had nothing about Solomon. Where was Solomon all those days that Absalom and Adonijah were trying to take over the kingdom? Did Solomon not have an idea that he was selected for the throne? He did. But by the wisdom of God, he understood that if God has destined me for that throne, it doesn't matter who tries to take it, they will fail and it will come to whom God has destined to have it. God's plan for your life could never be thwarted by anybody. Solomon said, my father taught me he taught me that wisdom is the principal thing. He said, with all thy getting, get understanding. Which means, brothers and sisters, everything else you can acquire in life is nothing to be compared with the wisdom of God at work in your life. The wisdom of God will help you to make the right choices every time. And interestingly, life is always full of choice making. At every point in your life, you have to make a choice between two or many. In some circumstances, you could have more than one choice, two, three, four to choose from. Sometimes you could have only one. So it becomes an issue of choosing this one or choosing nothing. But if you have the wisdom of God operational in your life, your choice will always be the right one that will bring you to the salvation that your life needs. I want you to understand that God gave you the power and therefore the responsibility to choose right. That's what makes you a being in the class of God. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 27, we understood already that God created man in his image and after his likeness. Which means God created man to be like him. God is a choice making God. Now listen, God is is righteous not because he could not have been otherwise. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Come on, are you hearing me? God does things right every time and that's what makes him God, but he does them by choice. Genesis chapter 2 shows us how God created man. 
Let's look from verse 16. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 that I talked about previously, tells us that God created man in his image and after his likeness. But when you get into chapter 2, you will see how God made the physical man. The man that was created in Genesis chapter 1 was a spirit being that is exactly like God. So the real you, the spirit being inside you, the real you is actually exactly like God. Now after God made man, he put him in the garden that he called Eden, which means pleasure. He put him in the garden of pleasure. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. I've heard people talk about this. Why did God even put that tree in that garden? He should not have even put that tree in that garden at all. He was tempting man. That tree should not have even been there at all. They speak because they are ignorant. Next verse. And the Lord said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. I want you to look at this verse. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. This was wisdom of God in display. God in his wisdom saw it that it is not good that the man should be alone. And what did he say? I will. Did you hear what God said? He said, I will. That is God's willpower coming into display. The power of choice. God could have left him the way he is. But he said, I will. So he was putting his power of choice to walk. I will make him and help me. So we see that God is a person that has willpower. He made choice. That was why he made man to be able to make choice. Because man was made or created in his image. So man that he made had the ability to make choice. Next verse. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. You see, God gave man the exercise to demonstrate the power of his will. To put to work the ability to make choice. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now, he created every other of this creature and brought them before man. Now, some time ago, I explained some things to you that may not be very apparent in Genesis. When God created the heaven and the earth, you know, people have the understanding that God created everything and then man was the last person to show up on the scene. If you study this, you may understand it a bit differently. Now, in the recess, God had called forth every of those things in Genesis chapter 1. But they were not really in existence. They were only existing in the spirit realm. But in the physical realm, man was the first to show up on the scene. You'll see that in Genesis chapter 2. Now, it was after man showed up then, it says, out of the ground, 
if you really study Genesis chapter 2, you will see that even the trees were not physically there. Man showed up first before then. I hear what I'm saying. Now, after man was on the scene, the garden was designed by God and he was put in that garden. But there was animals and all those stuff were not there. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed. He created them in Genesis chapter 1. But in Genesis chapter 2, he formed them. Are you following the difference? Come on, do you understand the difference? He formed them now. He was forming them the same way he formed the physical man from the dust of the earth and breathed the spirit man that was created in Genesis chapter 1. He breathed him out from the inside of him through his nostrils into the physical man that was formed in Genesis chapter 2. And the physical man that was formed became a living being when he received the spirit man. I'm sure you understood that. I explained it in the previous teaching. When the physical man was created out of the dust of the earth, it was dust. But God breathed the spirit man along with Zoe, which is the life factor, into the physical man. And when the spirit man entered into the physical man, the Zoe connected the spirit man with the physical man. And life transformed into clay. And clay became a living soul. Now, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. You see, God trusts the power of choice that he has put inside you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He trusts the power of choice that he has put inside you and he will allow you to make choice. And as a living being, you are going to continue to make choice for as long as this earth remains. Next verse. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. If we go further, you see how God made the woman or Adam. Praise God. I'll try to avoid explaining a few things that I've done before so that I can proceed quickly to finish my topic for today. Otherwise, I would have loved to explain to you that the man was not created before the woman. They were created together. But the man was formed before the woman. Praise God. Now, God has put in you the ability to make choice. And he trusts that you can make use of that ability aright. And every point in your life, you are always faced with the issues of choice making. Today, what I want you to underline in my message is choosing to trust God. I want you to understand that it is wisdom to choose to trust God.